Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I am your host, Delano Sapporo. We are at episode 99. We're one away from 100 episodes week after week. Raw, real, uncut. Thank you as always for listening. Make sure that you go ahead and subscribe, review, and rate the podcast wherever you are listening. Of course, we'll talk about the news. We'll talk about the market. We'll talk about our roundtable and question of the week this week. So thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. What is in the news this week? Of course, we'll start with our market update. And the last couple of days, including today, we're seeing a little bit of a bounce back in the market. We're going back in the green for a couple of reasons, right? We saw the Fed meeting where, you know, the rate increases that the Fed has been talking about or that they're getting closer to talking about when they're doing it, they're going to do that earlier. The expectations for rate increases have moved up um, based on the Fed's commentary um, on their meeting pretty much yesterday um, after some commentary from the meeting came out. It was a more hawkish tone. Uh, they're pulling back or they're accelerating um, the, the amount of the pullback on the bonds that they're buying monthly, um, as well as the Dodd plot, which is refers to the 15 members' um, expectations for when they will hike rates. That has moved forward now. So they're looking at doing that earlier, uh, which the market actually took a positive tone to uh, and turned up, turn up, turned up yesterday. So that's one of the big, big kind of items right now. As we look at the futures, you know, pointing up today, uh, we actually saw um, a jobless, initial jobless claims come in as well, which was a bit higher than expectations. But in general, um, you're seeing some positive. And they also talk about inflation a lot. Obviously, no longer transitory. So it's going to persist well into 2022. Um, but at that, some point later in 2022 might subside a bit as far as the rate of increase in inflation because it's been higher than expected and it's been growing increasing at the fastest rate since um you know 1982 so that's on the docket for the market in other news and just more business and current events sam sarah goes public uh, i had never even heard of this company until i looked at um this quick article on them but this called the internet that you're looking to expand the internet of things so it's tracking mm -hmm. It's a connective system that distributes real-time data across devices. So you think about your Apple Watch sending your heart rate to your iPhone or Alexa or your groceries, which I like. I like everything connected. I like the Internet of Things. I love everything connected so I can see data across all my devices. I specifically think that's cool. Uh, but they went public under the ticker symbol IOT on the New York Stock Exchange, um, which is just interesting. You know, no position or really just you know, vote here on the, on the stock, but I like the internet of things. I like tech as we know. So that's um, an interesting company to continue watching. And this is something that I thought was interesting or not interesting, but, you know, McDonald's, they had a legal battle with their former CEO over the past couple of years. What happened was the CEO uh, was found having an inappropriate relationship with uh, an employee and was fired. He lied in the internal probe saying some different things but it was uncovered later that he did lie in the probe um and so they had after they fired him they still gave him 105 million in a severance package imagine getting fired for something inappropriate and still receiving 105 million but mcdonald's has now clawed that back the story has come earlier today that they clawed this back um from the former ceo steve easterbrook 
because he covered up some, he made some lies. He covered up some stuff about a sexual relationship with employees. They sued him in August and nine months after reaching seven still claiming he never gave directors a complete picture of his relationship with employees. So they've clawed that back. Um, and in response to the lawsuit, he has um, sent out a statement um, as well. But I just thought that was crazy, uh, crazy kind of story. Moving to even another kind of crazy story, Apple. We're going back to tech. Apple is coming close to becoming the earth, or the world's first $3 trillion company. Investors are eyeing virtual reality, iCars, um, all the different things that Apple's making bets on in the futuristic realm. Obviously, we know their core business is completely gangbusters going crazy, but they're looking at core, they're making bets in other areas. Um, they have services, that different thing. I spoke about this on CNBC earlier this week. Um, App Store, Apple TV. Uh, we obviously know iPhone self 13 refresh of devices. Everyone's buying the new phone. We're looking at holiday times. That is a reason, one of the reasons why it's you know trending towards being the first $3 trillion company. If you look at who's trailing, Microsoft is worth 2.5, roughly Google at 2 trillion, Amazon at 2 trillion. And again, we talked about this last week. People are like, oh, it's gone up a lot, so it's not going to go up anymore. That's not exactly how the market and stock works, obviously. But um, if we move on to more tech news, Elon Musk, we're talking about Tesla again. Elon Musk, he snagged Time's Person of the Year after revitalizing two big industries. If you want to think of the EV market, he definitely did that. And he's a space pioneer. He became the world's richest person um, over 2021. He gained a mass cultural following on Twitter, different areas. I mean, no one in the world, there's probably not very many people in the world that don't know who he is. And Tesla's a $1 trillion company, a company that has a lot of polarizing views in, in, in many ways from people. Uh, but it's still a $1 trillion company that's revolutionizing the electric vehicle market and just sustainability in a period, right? Um, and so he's you know, a polarizing figure, but he won Time Person of the Year, which is obviously a big honor. So congrats to him for doing that. Um, SpaceX, his other company, became the first private company to send humans to space this past year. This year, won $2.9 billion contract from NASA as well. And its valuation is $100 billion. So he's got a company worth $1 trillion. He's got another company worth $100 billion. Um, and so you could see why he one time person of the year for these two companies and industries that he's revitalizing and changing going forward. And something that would not make a time person of the year actually makes this person very angry because what they did at this point in time was an NFT owner made a mistake. The mistake cost this person hundreds of thousands of dollars this past weekend. And it was actually someone that made a fat finger mistake. You know what a fat finger mistake is? They talk about it all the time in, in business and corporate and banking where it's like, oh, I pressed the wrong button. It was a fat finger. I made a mistake. Well, this person made a, a valuable mistake to them because they were going to sell an NFT they own on a digital marketplace called OpenSea. And they wanted to list or sell the NFT for 75 Ether, which is $300,000. But they accidentally typed 0.75 Ether or $3,000 as the price. And before they could correct the problem, it had been scooped up, meaning purchased by a bot. So there's bots sweeping the floors of these marketplaces to buy cheap NFTs. And a bot scooped it up. And that sucks for that person because they literally just believe, well, they list, they were going to list it. There's no telling if it was going to sell or not. But obviously, they didn't want to sell it for $3,000 versus three three or 300000 
And, you know, that's happened in traditional finance where there's misplaced zeros or decimal points um, that cost large banks, um, you know, money. But this is an interesting decentralized space where there's no one to fault but yourself in this space. You can't really just go back and change the hands of time on this. It just is what it is. And it's incredibly unfortunate um, in that case. Um, so uh, that's that's unfortunate. Prayers up to that person. And now we're seeing, and we'll talk later about it, but the great resignation, the great revolution, the labor revolution. Starbucks workers in New York voted to form the first, the company's first ever union as a national labor movement continues to pick up steam. What you're seeing is people saying, hey, we want better treatment. We want more money. We want better treatment. We want this. We want that. Oh, we're going to move. We're going to jump ship. Everyone's hiring. Everyone wants workers and labor shortages there. Labor availability is it's a pressure point for companies. And so you're seeing the leverage being shifted from the company to the workers. Um, and that's an important thing to note. Um, if you talk about the other upside of things, you know, not the workers, but the owners, the billionaires, there's an interesting stat that just 12% of billionaires are women, just 12%. But there's different founders like Bumble's Whitney Wolf, Heard, 23andMe's Ann Wojcik. And Spanx, Sarah Blakely, they're diversifying the ranks of the Billionaires Club. You're not seeing a lot of black men and women in that club. We got to change that, folks. Um, New Street, myself, I'm doing stuff to change that. New Street Ventures doing stuff to change that. You just don't see a lot. They won't mention that, but they'll talk about this. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we change that. More talk about Omicron, which is um, picking up steam. You're seeing COVID cases pick up steam. I didn't even know it hit me like a ton of bricks when um, they mentioned that New York, all public indoor places that do not require proof of vaccination are going to have mass mandates in New York. I didn't even know this to my building. We have a, live in a great building. Just said, hey, there's a sign that says you have a mass mandate now, which is great. I mean, I, I'll do what I have to do. I'm vaccinated, booster forthcoming. But... Now we're going back to the worlds of this, you know, cases trickling up again. People are getting scared. You're seeing um, offices say that we're not going to have people return to office just yet. Meta, Ford, Alphabet, Lyft, push back the return to office. I believe I saw um, and other companies do it as well. Because it's just, we're just not out of the woods yet. And that's interesting to note. Um, so you're seeing people say, hey, hold on. We're getting into winter. Let's take a, a, a cautionary step here. But that's all we have in news, folks. Let's go to the financial roundtable next. Hey, everyone, gather around for the finance roundtable. And it was interesting. I was reading my favorite blog, um, and was, there, there was a great point in there. And I actually heard the point across social media earlier and just in tangentially when I was seeing different things. But the point was, that you can't sell a job, right? You can't sell a job. You can't sell your career. What does that mean? But yes, income is great in a career. Income is great, whether it's high or low or whatever. It's steady. I mean, I'm sure you see pressures from it. But when you're on your own, when you create something your own, when you create cash flow of your own, that is your own to sell, to build, to do what you want with, right? And I've seen a lot more entrepreneurs step to the forefront uh, because one, as we were mentioned earlier, we're seeing people realize that, hey, Am I being treated the way I want to in this certain job? Could I do something on my own? Could I do something I'm passionate about? Can I create income from that for myself, for my family? Build businesses, sell businesses, buy businesses. Freedom of time, which is another big thing. 
time is finite. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? So people are realizing, and people that are freelancers, and, and there's a lot of people that are freelancers, they're having, they're doing, the, or people that self they're doing the best as far as income, as far as flexibility, all those different factors than they've ever been probably in the history of time right now. Companies are more apt to hire people for contracted jobs for different things than ever before because it's lower. People are trying to cut costs. It's lower for them as they, as they fight inflationary or cost pressures. Companies are going to start doing that. They're going to look ways to cut costs. You've seen, what was it, Better.com laid off 15%. Another company laid off 10 50% of their workforce because people really realize that, hey, when we're in a situation where people are working from home, one, automatically people are going to still be more productive or be is probably around the same productivity, but they're going to do a lot of other stuff outside of that too. And it's all tracked on your computer, right? You can't tell me your company doesn't know if you're looking at other stuff, doing other sites. They're not, they're tracking all that stuff, especially if you're using a work computer. So it's never been a better time in history for companies. They're saying, Hey, we just want to cut these people. Let's contract someone out to do this cheaper. Uh, but for the contractors, they have multiple contracts and they're just doing they're they're having they're doing the best that they've had done and, and ever right. Hopefully, you're following my train of thought there. But there's more folks now than ever that are doing side hustles. They're starting online business, e-commerce business that can be sold again for cash flow. P- people understand the private markets because they never invested in them. Uh, but our team is investing in the private markets, so we understand. And I've been following it for many years and understand it, but better than most people. Um, it's exciting in the private markets, more exciting in the public markets. Public markets more regimented. Um, the private markets like the wild, wild west. It's fun. All right, folks. But another thing about starting on your own, not everyone should do it. I'm not an evangelist for starting on because most of you won't make it. Really, it takes a lot of hustle, grit, confidence that most people just don't have. Um, and it's not for everyone. But also, it takes an investment, right? You have to invest in yourself and spend money. It, it irks me now when I hear, especially in the minority community, people just talk about, oh, I can't pay for this because it's X, Y, Z. Or that's not an abundance mindset. That's not how you get to places by saying, oh, I can't do this. You, you, you have to understand when it's right to pay for something, when it's right to invest in something, when it's right to buy something, and not having such a a lackluster ma- mindset of just like, oh, I won't pay for that. That's the way I'm going to get to places is just not paying for something. That's not how things work. That's not how things go. That's not a mi- mindset that con- induces growth and scaling in any part of your life. It just isn't. Because if you think about it, you have to concentrate your investments in the beginning in the sense of investing in yourself, investing in business to get to where you want to be, whether it's to get a certain amount of level of income, wealth or wealth or any of those things. And then you diversify and stay there, meaning you have cash flow that you're able to invest in other places. But again, it's not for everyone. So don't feel you have to be pressured into this. Don't feed into FOMO. Know yourself. As the popular Drake line says in the beginning of that song, you have to know yourself. Um, and that's an important thing to know because, um, it's really, 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 really important. So that's what we have in the roundtable. I think it was a, a, a spat, a spattering of just my, my own thoughts. Hopefully they were lucid to you folks and it hits home. But we'll go with question of the week next. Question of the week. Question of the week, folks. We'll get right to it. 
listener says, when the Fed starts to raise interest rates, do you see, do you also see certificate deposit CDs rates increasing to make them good uh, vehicle for senior savers? Interesting question. Answer is definitely yes. Um, and I like the person who's mentioned senior savers because again, you shouldn't have half your investment in CDs if you're a young person or even not even close to retirement. It makes no sense. But yes, when the Fed begins to let interest rates lift, which will be more than likely 2022, uh, we will see CDs, different rates, mortgage rates, all these rates will start to go up. Uh, don't expect it to fly up to like 5% or whatever you were seeing prior to the pandemic. Obviously, it's going to take a gradual stepladder to increase um, as you've seen inflation on the rise. So again, if you're not a retiree, if you're not close to the grave, you don't want to have all your monies just sitting in a CD. It just makes no sense. Um, again, that's that's a fair point to make. But yeah, you're going to see interest rates rise at some point in the next year. We'll see things start to take up. Um, but that's, yeah, the Fed is going to make that move. Um, but again, I think, you know, you have to be cautious of inflation. If inflationary pressure is different things, especially in your portfolio. And that's how you work with a lot of great people. But that's it for this week's episode. We will talk to you again next week.